Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thanks, God. Spend it with you. This is not the first or fifth Valentine's Day we've spent together. It might be about the fifth. I'm glad that you finally have, you know, at least, you know, put a candle out and a couple of rose petals on my seat. I just have to accept that, like, I can't get away from you on holidays. (laughs) That's what my life is. is, I can't get rid of you. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) You just keep coming back. Like a bad penny. Or herpes. I mean. Oh, early on. There we go. There it is. That's Valentine's Day. Love smacked your phone. I I will say I did love last week when I got you with your own phone. <laughs> I didn't love that. <laughs> it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I know you. I should know what my own phone looks like too. Like you fully got me with your I ruse. Did. It was. I've been waiting for that for weeks. <laughs> you know, good. I'm so glad you were planning it. I was. All right, I got a couple of quickie reviews. Okay, and then I have a quickie review as well. All right. Okay. Join into our preamble quickie reviews, which is where I just shove things. I forgot one of them already. I didn't. I haven't watched uh, the most recent Wolf Pack. Like it, it was just. It's. I've been too busy. Yeah, that's fair. So I just haven't seen it yet. I'll get to it. Like episode three, episode four is out this week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. We'll see how it goes. I, I watched a '90s movie that I haven't seen before. Oh really? I watched Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, with uh, Liam Neeson. No, no. Um, so close. Ah, uh, 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 shit. The guy from the Naked Gun movies. You're and... so close with the name. Ah. Uh... I mean, I obviously know what it is, but you're so close. The last name you got right, the first letter you got right. Ah. Uh, yeah, from Naked Gun, Naked Gun 2, Naked Gun 33 and a oh, third. Oh, what the hell is this? He was in Airplane. He was. He was in Creep Son Show. Son of a bitch. You're going to say it, and I'm going to be so angry. You, with. Well, you were so very close with your first guess. Liam. Nope. No, no. Ne- uh, Leslie Nielsen. There it is. <laughs> yes. Thank you, brain. Great. So he was ch- almost in Ben-Hur. He actually screen tested for the part of Masala in Ben-Hur. So this is even like the most recent Christmas. The Christmas before, my wife bought me uh, Mel Brooks autobiography. So I've been saying, okay. like, I'm not going to read it until I have watched every single Mel Brooks movie. And this is one that has like an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like super panned at the time. I'm like, so I haven't been like that up on watching it. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did some funny, funny stuff. Like, it's... <sighs> Comparative, like let's compare it to Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, one of the best comedies of all time. It definitely references uh, the old stuff, but also it's broad enough that like the the best jokes don't re- necessarily rely on your knowledge. Versus Dracula Dead and Loving It, like if you're not up on like sixty years of history plus the novel, yeah. I could totally see it not working for you. But there was like there's some really good jokes in there and like i had a ton of fun with it like for a movie i'm like 11 percent. like oh man i'm walking into a real turd here but whatever i want to watch all these movies before i read this book yeah i I really liked it is it fantastic satire <laughs> if i i mean it's i don't know it, it the movie almost like it gatekeeps itself yeah like if you're not up on your dracula then it's probably not going to work like oh why are the shadows moving in the background like oh well that's from like the coppola film oh why is this funny? Like, children of the night, what leavings they make, and then he slips and shit. Like, yes. <laughs> I do think one of my favorite jokes was um, uh, Mel Brooks plays Van Helsing. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Harvey Corman, the guy who played, like, uh, Hedy Lamar in Blazing Saddles. Yep. Um, the talk is about, like, what kind of a doctor he is. He's like, he's like oh, I'm, 
Also into gynecology. He goes, oh, I didn't know you had your hand in that. <laughs> That's a great joke. <laughs> That's a great joke. <laughs> so, I mean, or like, uh, like stabbing one of the vampires like with a stake and just like a hose of blood like it's evil dead. <laughs> and then afterwards, like um, Mel Brooks doesn't have a drop up. He's like, why didn't you get it? I was like, it's all about like, this is not my first time. It's all about where you stand. Location, location, location. Like there's some good jokes. In oh, there. yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's just so- great writing. I re- so I mean for a movie that was like Mel Brooks like last directorial thing and um next month History of the World Part Two is coming out which I'm super excited about but it's like oh this movie that was like horribly panned I enjoyed quite a bit good I'm glad I'm glad you found enjoyment in something that other people don't like there's something else I watched this week but I uh-huh. I'm totally blanking on it whatever so that, that that's my quickie of the intro there you go I finally got around to it people have been telling me for a while now to do it I've binged the first two seasons of Ted Lasso. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah, the trailer for the third season came out Yes, today. it did. March 15th, drop date for it. Looks like a fun trailer. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, it's really, really good. I think the next series I'm going to hop on to while I wait is Shrinking. Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to get end up getting Apple in March, and I'll yeah. catch up on Shrinking. But I've heard good things about seen. Shrinking. But, man, Ted Lasso, just a really solid show. Very, very good. Uh, great writing, great acting. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, I'm so glad you caught up to it a few years later. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's still hope for me to catch up on other things. <laughs> that thing that everyone loved for the last couple of years, like, you know what? I love it, too. All right. It's pretty good. It's very good. <laughs> it is. It's an enjoyable show. Yes. But what do we got going on this week? As- aside from uh, my review of a 90s movie that yeah. everyone hated. <laughs> we had all kinds of stuff. We got the news of the week. It's all Super Bowl trailers and other stuff. Then we're going to talk The Last of Us, sports reports, weird comics, facts, and your questions. All coming up, time codes are listed down below, but if there's nothing else, let's dive straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Yeah, screw it. Let's just dive into the trailers. All right. That's what we're here to talk about. Talk to me. Did you watch the trailers that were more than just the Super Bowl? I should have clarified this ahead of time. I watched the ones that were on YouTube. So you saw the Flash and Guardians? I saw Flash, saw Guardians. That's all you need to see. Flash, Guardians, and Indy. All right, well, let's talk The Flash. That was the big one that everyone seems to love. So going from something where I like something that everyone seemed to hate, I don't love this trailer. Why not? I think it's very... There's a lot here, to be fair. And I've I've watched it a couple of times now because like, I watched it and I said, I don't like that. And then like the internet, like everything I saw it was like people praising it. And then I, I watched it again. And I'm like, okay, like there's more here. Then I watched it again. I'm like, okay, there's more comic stuff in here. So I am not sold on it i'm sold on the the easiest thing that it's selling me michael keaton you're selling me michael keaton as batman we get the line i'm buying it yes totally and that's the best part of the trailer and that's maybe the best part of the movie just the little and, half grin that he had too th- they gave it to you up front yeah are you it's a batman yes it's shocking that there is an entire other movie out there that we'll never see that has michael keaton as batman in it it's very yes th- there's just a whole other movie yeah. it exists i it's done. Yes, I know. And right? we're just not going to see it. I liked, I mean, it's clearly a Flashpoint story. Yeah. And there. I, I mean, I enjoy the Flashpoint story. We talked about it, I don't know, two, three, five years ago. Who knows? Yes. How, I don't even know how long we've been doing this. Sometime. Hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. This is either 349 or 350. I can't remember. Yeah, so again, that's hundreds on hundreds. I think when you get into the 300s, you can say multiple hundreds. Yeah. But I didn't. Okay, we, I'll, I'll just hit the stuff that I don't particularly like. I don't like the flash suit. I think it looks stupid. Okay. Um, I don't 
sticking with suits, I don't particularly like the Supergirl suit. What about the ring? Love that. Okay. That's very that's a very comic thing that he just like is able to like micro fold his suit into a ring. I wish I could fold my laundry that tight and compact. I I so I mean that I loved. Um I can't stand Ezra Miller as an actor. This isn't a flash thing, this isn't a crimes thing. This is a I have always kind of found them to be insufferable. Okay. Like going back to like perks of being a wallflower, I'm like, who is this prick? All right, well. And I, I don't like the dumb, like, foppish Barry, who's definitely the villain. Which we get the long, we did get long hair Barry back from, which is a callback to one of the earlier Justice League movies where. And the, yeah, and Batman v Superman had like a big ponytail. Yes. But I didn't care for like, you, you have my face. Oh. <coughs> it, yeah. It was just it was like taking like a little photo of Supergirl, like there's that kind of crap I didn't care for. There is stuff in here that I like. Batfleck? I'm fine with Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he was giving horrible material to work with. Yes. I think he's fine. What he was given sucks. Come at me, Snyder Bros. That also, like, when I saw that they were, like, going back to, like, the Man of Steel events, I was like, oh, my God, not again. Yep. Why do we keep going back to this? It was the seminal moment in the DCEU. But it was it's from 2013. We keep going back to it. I don't care. I don't want to see this again. Well, you also, I like Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is a good actor. I also like his over-the-top, like, insane performances on, like, we will find him! Like, he's a fucking nutbag. We will find him! And I love it. He's nuts. I do not want to go back to that event again. I'm like, my God. Oh, I forgot to say, I wrote down a note in here that you would make a General Zod impression, and I get to slap you. No, I didn't. <laughs> Bullshit. You didn't. <laughs> if you did, I'd allow it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Uh, but i i don't want to go back to that i do like um some of the supergirl stuff uh that that was very much in flashpoint there's a whole like superman's not in that world because superman was captured and kept in like a box that doesn't have any sunlight so superman's really depowered and when they bust him out of it he just like freaks out and goes on a rampage which they definitely have in this trailer oh yeah I like bat flex little bat cycle i like it has two wheels yes it does two big wheels and then probably two in the back because it not make it a bicycle or a motorcycle, but a like a quadcycle. Just a tight car. Mm, fair enough. So a couple of questions for you. We got a lot of reveal. We got Zod, Supergirl, both Batman, two berries. There has the- to be another big reveal in the movie that they, they couldn't give us everything here. Or do you think they gave us everything like, look at all the cool stuff you're going to get because we need to like generate some positive thoughts about this based on everything that's happened in ezra miller's personal life i think possibly because we know that uh, henry cavill and gal gadot both shot scenes for this and have both been cut so they're not in it or is that a ruse is that a is that a misdirection is that a red herring i doubt it all right well i mean i just i mean just, throw that just out based there. on where things are heading i i would i mean it could be but i doubt it be interested to see how the movie tests out and if people think that it needs those things if they're not in it. But there has to be another I mean, big even, reveal, right? Like I like they can't as give much you... as I don't care about like these the DC movies as a whole, I like I still enjoy like the actors. So like if Cavill showed up or like Godot showed up, like that'd be cool. But like we've been told that like yeah, they filmed it and it's not happening. But there has to be something else big reveal wise in the movie because there i mean it can't just give you everything in the trailer and be like here you go sir man i mean i've, I've seen um person dumb rumors floating around like Clooney's gonna be in it well why don't we just get val kilmer involved too because uh, he can't talk he can be a strong silent batman 
<laughs> he's a very quiet Batman. What if we get Nick Cage's Batman, or Superman, rather? I mean, we haven't like officially seen the villain. The villain feels like the big thing they're hiding. But who who would the villain be? It's going to be Barry with the dumb hair. Okay, well, there you go. It's kind of a crappy reveal. Uh, and he's going to be... There, there's been a toy spoiler. A toiler. Oh, no, that was uh, no good. Yeah, so we and you've seen... Like, if you've looked at toy reveals, you, you've seen what the villain is. Oh, I haven't looked at toy reveals. And to be fair, it doesn't necessarily say that it's Barry, but it's probably Barry. Oh, okay. It's I, not confirmed. I'm just saying it. I'll take your word for it. I uh, believe in you. I'm, I'm also officially saying it's not confirmed. I'm just saying... You're not officially saying there, anything. There was a toy of like a dark flash or something. And he looked all muddled, like pointy things are coming out of him. Well, that's not good. That can't be good. But I mean, I like the director. This is the same guy that did uh, the It movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> no reaction to your phone. No, none. Um, so, I mean, I like the director. I like a lot of the people involved with it. I'm in the trailer. We'll lean into it. Like, this is the quickest Michael Keaton has ever moved in that suit. Because it's not really him. <laughs> yeah, that's just a computer. It is. Like, look at him go. Versus a man who before couldn't turn his head. That was a full body turn. It really was. It had to be. What? Also, this is a really unpractical suit designed by Batman. I mean, we see the Anton first Batmobile, which is cool. I One of my favorite scenes in, like, the 89 Batman movie, which if you're not looking for it, you might not see it. But, like, there's a thing, like, he's standing outside the Batmobile, and they shoot a spotlight at him from a helicopter, and he turns dramatically. Not with his neck, because he can't turn that, but he turns his full body, and, yeah. he, and like the belt drops like six inches. Oops. <laughs> because it's just an ill-fitting suit from top to bottom. Yeah, which has, it had no zipper in it, so if he had to go to the bathroom, he was in trouble. That was one of his pieces of uh, of advice to no, Val that, Kilmer. No, no that, that was Val Kilmer to George nope. Clooney. Keep going. Oh, that was George Clooney to- Nope. Keep going. Who gave the bathroom advice? Christian Bale to Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. You yeah. were so close. You uh, just had to keep moving your way Okay, up. yeah, well- yeah, no, it's important to have an easy access for the um, for the bat the bat drain. I know. I mean, how many people in these superhero movies have accidentally crapped themselves because of IBS or something? That's a good point. Like, what if you're not? Just- it's happened. I get. I don't know who or where. I guarantee you that has happened. That someone's crapped in one of those suits. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. Oh, yeah, the dog's back. Hi, Kirby. He brought some sort of sparkly reindeer. Yes, he did. He brought a reindeer. Oh, he could not be more excited. <laughs> He's very happy with it. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I haven't. I'm interested in it, but I'm only interested in it for the Batman aspect. Like all the flash stuff, I could care less yeah, about. You couldn't care less. I could care less. Watch me do it right now. Oh. Oh, it's less now. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it, it, it just so it dro- means you care a little bit. It just dropped. Oh. I mean, well, I care a little for the Batman. Okay. There you go. What else happened? Indiana Jones had a little. Sp- oh, there goes. Um, <laughs> I caught it. Our sound wall. I mean, for those who don't know, and basically it's enough of you, we have some soundproofing foam behind us and some soundproofing foam in front of us, and Jared just tried to take it out. Well, no. In my defense, I was petting Kirby's head, and he headbutted my hand up through the soundproofing wall, but I caught the wall before it fell. What a professional thing this is. It really... Well, it's, remember the time that you made a box and it looked like the mouth of the Sarlacc, and you put the microphone inside that? Yeah. This is... Hey, it's been a growing process. Sound quality now? Chef's kiss. Mm, it is. It's quite nice. I mean, this is literally just built out of a board of... Um, it's like one of those trifold boards you got in <laughs> school like... to make a project for the science fair. Yeah. And your science fair project was to glue foam to a triboard. Yeah, basically. And then just lean other foam up against the back of this couch. Yeah. Hey, it works. It doesn't not work, and that's important. Indiana Jones had a little thing. The Dial of Destiny. He's a little bit old. He's a little bit young. James Mangold was talking about it, saying like, the movie's going to open with Indiana Jones being young, which we already knew, but he's like, part of that is supposed to be like, 
it's not supposed to be about necessarily remembering what came before. It's supposed to be like, let's say you're walking in a fresh and it's supposed to be like whiplash seeing like where this guy was to where he is now. Ah, I mean, we got that in the last crusade where we got young Indy trying to get the cross of Coronado and then it fast forwards in time to where he blows somebody up on a boat. Yeah. Well, we I mean, learn where he gets his scar. That's a teenager. I could beat up a teenager. Not Indiana Jones. I could beat up a teenager. I don't know if I'd go around like broadcasting that. Like that's. I'm not saying I will or I have. I'm just saying I could. You could. All right, that's fair. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could all do, but we don't necessarily do them. I could kill a man. could bury him out back. Maybe I have a plan. Not it. (laughs) Anyway, Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, we get some action-y scenes. We know we're going to get a couple of different versions of Indy. Do we get the old Indiana Jones with the eye patch from the uh, Adventures of Young Indiana Jones? Where he played a saxophone so hard people died. It's true. But he didn't have an eye patch in that scene. No. But it's still my favorite. Yes. I don't know. I mean, it was just a little, like, th- 30 second spot. It's also one of those things. There's some things that happen during the Super Bowl. I'm like, why does this exist? Like, the hype is probably there. And if it's far enough out, like, Indiana Jones is a few months. Like, was the Super Bowl going to be the one and only time you could have gotten eyes on this? No, especially not in today's day and age where, I mean, they only paid for like a 30 second spot and then they put it on the internet for free. So, like, Go check out the trailer now. It's not like it used to be like when the Super Bowl was a big trail reveal. I remember when you were watching it, you couldn't care less about the game because an Avengers trailer was happening at halftime. And you're like, everybody shut up. We're trying to watch the game the whole time. You're like, gab, 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 gab. Halftime, nobody's paying attention. You're like, everybody shut up. <laughs> Do you remember that? I was like, okay. Still my my favorite one. This is going back to 2013 with... um. Iron Man 3, and they showed the trailer, and I remember where we watched it, and then when I got home, I watched the trailer, and it was a, like, go online for an extended look, and it's just, like, a minute of Robert Downey Jr. aggressively looking at the camera, and then, like, taking yes. his sunglasses off, and that was the extended that look. That was the trailer? <laughs> that was, no, that was just the extended look, because it was just Robert Downey Jr. staring at you for, like, a minute. I love it. <laughs> that was That was my favorite one. Iron Man 3 extended look. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, One of the big ones that got it, this did have a, this is another one of those, like, go online, check out the full thing. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 had a new trailer, a new full trailer. Yes. Where we get to see Gamora back in the mix. Yeah. Kicking Star-Lord in the balls. (laughs) I think. I like the end of the trailer where they're just like, Gamora's like, all these qualities you're saying, that sounds like her and like Nebula. And she's like, cut it out. Yeah. like, no, no. Cut your shit. We're not doing this. I mean, you have nice eyes. My father took them out as punishment. <laughs> That's great. He, he he picked them really good. All right. Who's going to die in this? Is it both Drax and Rocket or just one? I think it's Drax and Drax. Star-Lord. I don't. Maybe. Could be Star-Lord. Could, I don't feel like they're going to kill Rocket because I feel like every story with Rocket so far has been like, look at how sad this little bastard is. And then yes. like killing him at the end of it all would just be like cruel. I think Drax is definitely dying. Oh, yeah. Drax dies. I think they've already killed Gamora. We're going to kill her twice. I feel like she's off the table. True. I think it, I mean, I don't know what Chris Pratt's movie deals left are. And I, mean, I don't, he hasn't said anything about this. Like the only one who's definitive, like Zoe Saldana says like, she's kind of happy to be done. She's like, look, I've enjoyed the character, but like waking up at 3am to sit through like five hours of makeup is rough. Yes. And Dave Batista has been so direct about like, I'm I don't done. want to be defined I'm, by this character. I'm done. I'm not doing this again. This is officially the end. I will not be back. No. So the two of them have said they are definitely done. No one else has said as much. But to be fair, at that point, it's just like Chris Pratt 
and Karen Gillan. Yes. Because everyone else, Vin Diesel just walks in for like half an afternoon. Yeah. Bradley Cooper might be there for two days, exactly. but probably like, not. It's easy money for them. Yeah, just walk in. You don't got to do anything. I, yeah, I mean, Star-Lord could die. That could totally be a thing. I feel, I feel like there might be two deaths at this one, so that might be the second one. I feel like Drax is definitely dying. Oh, yeah. Drax, Drax is going to go. I mean, it feels like a... I don't even like saying it because like we see him like we've seen this in um, all the trailers now. Like there's a shot of him like being carried out because he's been shot in the chest and like they're supporting him out. Yeah, I don't think that's what kills him though. But there's also a shot where like Star Lord's being carried lifelessly. I don't know. I I don't think they would. No one in the, no one involved with this process is dumb enough to show us who's no definitively dead. He also like he's also drunk at a space bar in the beginning of this too. So there's that. I do like that we're actually like getting Gamora getting like some playback in here. Like we haven't really like we've seen a couple of shots of her, but like we haven't actually seen her interacting it. So that's yeah, that was good to see. I mean, I don't know. It's it's good. I'm excited about this one, and it's good to be excited. It's very good to be excited. Like, I think it'll be. I mean, we might talk about it next week, but I I mean, I am not one of those people who's like Phase Four was like a failure and everything sucked and it was too woke. But I will sign on to. There's been a lot. Like, phase four was, like, something like 30 hours of viewing, and I am definitely feeling some burnout, so we'll see how, like, how I feel about Ant-Man and the Wasp when it comes out. Like, will I feel anything? Because I'm just, like, kind of tired. The other part, like, where did phase four really get us? I think... Where did it move us to? I mean, we talked about this with Doctor Strange. I think it did a lot, just because it wasn't overt, I think it's going to be dealing explicitly with, um, like, we've introduced the multiverse, and I think a lot of it is going to be now collapsing that and, like, destroying other universes and bringing in, like, stuff that we've seen before. Like, we've seen, like, multiple Spider-Mans, or we're going to see the X-Men universe, we're going to see all this other stuff. Like, that stuff's going to get brought up. It's all going to get smashed together and destroyed and redefined. I think that it did quite a bit for moving forward. I just don't think it was necessarily overt. I'm just saying... It was there overwhelming. Was a, there was a lot. It was very dense. There was a lot to plow through. And most of it worked. I enjoyed the majority of it, but yeah, there's something to be said about being, ex- like, I'm super excited about watching Creed. I'm super excited about Picard this week because I have a little bit of space to breathe and yes. get excited versus like- Wait, is Picard come out this week? Thursday. Guess who's waking up early before work? Wait, like this Thursday? like As in two days from now. Thursday at 3 a.m. if you want to be specific. Yeah, I'm getting up early that day. <laughs> I'm up right now. <laughs> oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be waking up early before work that day to uh, be checking out episode one. I can wake up from 3 to 4 and then go back to sleep for a couple of hours and then... I'm probably just going to up at like 6 or 7. Call nope. it good. Fuck that. I'm getting up at <laughs> like ass crack, baby. Let's go. Uh, my last job before the one I currently have, like my first day... I don't know if I talked about this or not. This, I mean, it's going back a couple of years because it was Picard season one. Yeah. But my first day of work was the same day that was the return of Riker and Troy. So I literally got up at four because it, it was yeah. like an hour plus like hour and a half commute. So I literally woke up at like four or five a.m. to watch the episode. And then I strolled into my <laughs> work the first day. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. But you don't understand. Riker and Troy came back. But they were it's like, been 20 years. They're like, oh, we're glad we hired you. You showed up way early and on time. He's a... Oh, he's a very sleepy man. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Well, if you understood, you would understand. So, I'm mean, definitely waking up early on Thursday oh. to watch that before work. Yep. Thank you. I was blissfully unaware. Other trailers. Creed 3 had one. 
Yes. We learn a little bit more about Jonathan Majors. We learn a bit, little bit more about Adonis. So the thing that um, I thought was a little bit of a surprise, and this also kind of follows the Rocky Three format of He Retires, mm. which I don't think we knew before this trailer. Yeah, but no, we didn't know that before the trailer, but... Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Want to see a real hey, man? man? I'll bring her back to my house. I'll show her. I'll bring her back to my apartment. I'll show her real time. So... It, you are. You're, how mentally soft is Rocky that, like... He let Clubber do that to him. Like, just... Well, I, I get... I like, mean, he likes to use cologne to make him smeal mainly. Yeah, but, like, I understand... <laughs> Rocky's pretty soft. I understand that that's your wife. You want to defend her integrity. You want to defend the integrity of what's going on. But a guy, like, when Mr. T has to resort to, I'll take you woman back to my place. No. Like, you just be like, okay, you can think that, but unless you, like, abduct her in front of all these people, like, Rocky's got to be mentally tougher than that. Like, yeah, you can... I mean, I'm not saying that you should resort to violence when anyone accosts your significant other, but you can totally ignore... Look, Rocky's an idiot. Yes, he is. <laughs> Just accept that. But so I did think that was kind of... In, like, if we're like... I mean, like, Creed 1 was very much Rocky 1, like... There's no real hide in that. Like, that's just what the movie is. Yes. And I love, like, I love it for it. Like, God, I love that movie. Creed 2 was obviously Rocky 4, but this one immediately, it feels like a, like, kind of a combo between, like, 3 and 5. Because, like, you got this guy coming up that wants to prove himself, but, like, wants to get out of the shadow of this other guy. Yes. Please don't be like Rocky 5, I guess. <laughs> my ring's in the street. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the worst movie. Yes. No, who's my rings outside? Yeah, my rings outside. That was the line. Touch me and I'll sue. For what? Assault. Definitely assault. Yes. <laughs> you just punched a man in front of like 50 people. It's true. Everyone saw it. Everyone saw a very famous boxer assault a man in the streets. I love it. Who officially did nothing to him. Yeah, he could definitely sue you for assault. Oh, 100%. I don't know. I mean, think I'm excited to like, it's also continuing like a fun, rocky a tradition of the main star being the director and i'm excited to see what michael b jordan can do i'm excited to see this movie i think this looks awesome i'm very hyped for creed 3 do you think that he is i mean this is the directorial debut it is yeah so do you it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out where it's his first time directing and it's his first time really i mean he had to carry the first two movies but he had help with the heavy lift and sliced alone does he have i think and this is not I'm 100% stealing this opinion from Kevin Smith. Okay. This is like talking about like Ben Affleck like turning into director. Like, you know, when you're an actor who's been around like so many good directors, like if you're paying attention, you're going to pick up on stuff from like the people who are like defined in their craft and you can like take that experience and turn it around. And I like everything that we see from Michael B. Jordan, like he seems like a really like smart, intuitive guy. Oh, from, yeah. Like everything that's, I don't know, kind of publicly out there. So I, I don't have a reason in the world to think that he's going to do a bad job. I mean, Christ, I mean, why would you think like Stallone could have done like Rocky too or that's any of the other ones? Like, yeah. I, so I'm kind of excited to see that franchise tradition continue with him. Like, and they obviously the financiers and, and the and I studio be, have his back. Like they wouldn't let him do it if they didn't believe he couldn't do it. And I want it to like, I want this movie to succeed. I love this franchise. I, but and, and also he does like, well. the amount he's worked with Coogler, like he's learning from one of the best. I mean, he's done like so much good stuff at this point. Like he's definitely seen the ropes of like what it takes to make a great movie. And he's talked about like talking to guys like um like uh Denzel Washington or mm, fuck what's his Bradley Cooper, like guys oh, yeah. who've had to, like actors who've had to direct himself. He talked about like talking to these guys and getting advice and learning. So yeah, I I don't have a reason to think it's gonna be bad. 
And I sure hope it's going to be good because I really like these movies. I think it's going to be great. And even if it's not, because we have suffered through some bad Rockies. There's always the next one. It's mostly Rocky Five. Yes. I think that's the only one I dislike. Well, you know. You know what? Considering it's like about to be a nine movie franchise and so far I only dislike one of them. That's really good batting average. Pretty good track record. Eight for nine is not bad. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Rocky Five sucks. <laughs> that is, it's that, not good. It is a tough watch. I like just none of it makes sense. Like, how does Rocky lose all of his money just because of Polly's bad choices? The man who was just having sex with a robot. Yes. Well, I mean, that was key number one as to why you shouldn't be trusting Polly with your money. He had robot sex. But like, God, we're getting off track of the Creed Three trailer. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's I, just so many incongruities and things I don't like about Rocky Five. Hey, did you watch the Fast X trailer? Well, you're watching the Super Bowl, so you probably uh, did. I did see the Fast X trailer. I can't believe you haven't watched all these movies. Uh, I can. <laughs> this feels like the exact type of dumb shit that would be up your alley. <laughs> probably, right, but... <laughs> Which sounds demeaning, but it feels like something you'd be like totally into, and I don't know why you haven't watched all of them. <sighs> That's a good point. How many have you seen? Uh, just the first two. I've only seen the fir- the first. Yeah. And I haven't rewatched it. I saw it once. So that was 2001. It just seems So like I haven't it... seen one of these movies in 22 years. I mean, I think watching the trailer reminds me of why I didn't go after, like, you didn't take my car, and he's driving his car off a fucking dam. And he's breaking helicopters, and yeah. the director, uh, uh, Louis Lettateri, Lettateri, or however you pronounce his name, the guy who did the first Incredible Hulk, he's like, we're bringing it back to basics. I'm like... Bullshit, you there's are. nothing basic here. I mean, unless they're stealing DVDs again. You got or DVD players. That's yeah, true. You got what? John Cena. You've got Jason Momoa. Jason looks like he's having Momoa the time of his life, though. Like he's going to be a fantastic villain. I don't. Uh, yeah, Jason Statham. I can't believe the cast they have in these movies. There's Be- some high end because it's a phenomenal cast. Yes. And these movies look so fucking stupid. And I, I can't be bothered but, to watch them. But and people They went to space them. in the last one. They did? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, they went to space. They were in a low orbit. See, like the first one I can buy. I just know these movies from cultural osmosis. Again, only watch the first one. Yeah, but I mean you also claim to only know Power Rangers through cultural osmosis and yet you knew a lot more than I gave you credit for. You tell me after anything after ninety five blank slate. That's fair. But before ninety five, that's where the that's where the OGs are. Did you have a Magic the Gathering deck? I had friends that were into it and I tried and I failed miserably. Okay. Because they knew I shouldn't say I knew what they were doing, because they were fourth graders, so they probably didn't know shit, but I knew less than shit. Okay. Just did any of that ever come through the shop? Did you deal in trade cards? Um, I tried it when I first opened and then I gave up on it basically immediately because I didn't I didn't know anything about the world or the lore or like what to buy and yeah. what because that was what it's one of those things that like it's constantly updating about like what's like currently like in play or whatever the fuck I don't even know what you call it and I immediately knew I was out of my depth I'm like I am I'm just not a gaming shop I'm not gonna tap that mana there, there's no yes thanks like it, it became very clear very early on like unless you like unless you walked in and said hey I would like you to order this for me I wasn't touching it because I didn't know any of that stuff that's fair I mean I had like when I was in middle school I had kind of a mishmash deck but like. I remember I bought like some expansion packs for Magic that I had on the counter for a little while, and then like yeah. someone came in, and I just ended up like probably selling them for a loss. I'm like, just take the whole fucking thing. Like, I don't even, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I want this gone. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
And I, when, um, when I was first going, like when I was opening the store, I went to a, a bunch of different shops and like some people were more receptive than others. I was like, hey, like I'm opening my own shop. It's going to be like far away from you. There shouldn't be any competition. But like, do you have like any things that you could tell me? Any advice you could say? Like one of the things I was told was like, don't buy those pricey statues. No one buys that shit. Yeah. And uh, don't get involved with Dungeons and Dragons. Those people are psychos. I mean, I've never, I've never done a dragon Dungeons and Dragons night. Is that what they do a night a quest? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing and offend people that listen to our show that might partake in these but, things. But, but I have I'll, no fucking clue. But I also avoided magic for kind of the same reason. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not knowledgeable enough to like buy the right product to make this. And like, isn't make there sense? like a level of like, yeah, you can build your deck, but then like when you shuffle it, like there's like you're not guaranteed to get the deck in the order that you. You're want asking it. me questions, and I don't know the answers. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know anything. So yes, I um, I dabbled with it in fourth grade and uh, immediately got turned off. Okay, it. I don't know how we went from Fast and the Furious to Magic. It just happened. Whatever, I don't care about this. Um, but it it looks very stupid, but probably entertaining. Okay, there you go. He blows up two helicopters with the car. I don't understand how that works. I mean, if you drive something into something and you have it full of like explosive, it could like blow you forgot up. one thing, my familia, and also you forgot my car, and now helicopters are exploding. Ah, like, ooh, cool, yeah, no. makes sense. Okay. And a bit of news that has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Spider-Man 4 is being written. Oh. There we go. All right. There we go. Because why wouldn't you? Because despite what, like, Sony or Marvel, like, oh, it's, it's kind of a tenuous deal. And it's, sometimes it looks like it's going to get canceled. Now, the question if, would... If you're talking about splitting a billion dollars, yeah. then just do it. Now, here's a question. Like, if they do write it, do they make Ned a villain? Maybe. Huh, okay. Could be. I mean, he did promise... He did promise that he would never turn into a villain and try and kill Peter, but that was before he forgot who Peter was. Well, the, <laughs> um, watching one of the Super Bowl commercials, which I was was it like for Google Pixel of like erasing, like, oh yeah, in backgrounds. Which, by the way, like look at all these things you can erase. I'm like, why are you erasing the most hilarious part of these photos? Keep yes. those in. That's the best thing about photos. Yeah, but then there was like one of um, Jalen dunking on Giannis. And Giannis like, nope, not going to be in that picture. And they cut out Giannis, and they're like, he's like, what dunk? I'm like, usually when you see like someone like getting like a poster dunk like in yeah. a, a commercial, it's usually filled with like people in generic jerseys who kind of look like players. But this was very specifically Jalen Dunk doing a poster on Giannis, and I was talking to my wife. I'm like, why would he do that? And then I stopped for five seconds. So Oh, money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like ton of money. But I like but it, it's so weirdly specific to have Jalen dunking on Giannis. So Jalen also probably got paid. Yeah. And what I like about it though is like Giannis, who has tremendous star power, is not afraid to be like, no, I'll be the one that gets dunked on here. It would have been the sweetest plum if it was Horford instead of Brown. Like after that, like fuck you, dunk in the, the playoffs last year. True. <laughs> Where he made Giannis bleed. True. But again, I th- I still kudos to Giannis for. But I was like, why would he do this? Like, oh, money. Yes. There yes. it is. I found the reason. Yeah. that's That wasn't a very complicated reason at all. No. All right. So let's move on. That's the news. That's the Super Bowl trailers. You've heard them all, baby. There was probably more. There was the Beast Wars spot that was like 30 seconds, and I don't care. All right. I didn't realize there was a Beast Wars spot. You watched the Super Bowl. I kind of passively watched parts of it. Well, we're going to move I, I watched the game intently but the commercials really didn't do a lot to grab my attention we'll talk about that in sports reports i don't remember them now like i saw them at the moment now i've forgotten see that's how memorable they were so we're gonna move on from the news to weird comics facts here are some weird comic facts prepare accordingly i'm gonna make some weird shit it's pretty freaky but it's safe 
Hey, since our main topic this week is The Last of Us, what are you doing? I like petting your couch. It just feels weird. I don't even like this couch. Well, I remember getting this couch down from the upstairs of your old townhouse apartment. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, it was not pleasant. I remember also putting it up there, too. Wait, was this one up there? There were two couches up there. Was this one of them? There was this this one and then the the black leather casting couch that we found randomly. Yeah. I guess this was the other one. I don't remember. Yeah. This one doesn't have a bed in it, does it? No. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. No, when I, I'll be happy when I can get rid of this couch. Yes. Basically, what's going to happen if uh, when we get a new couch upstairs, which there is no current plan for us, so it probably won't be for a good long while because it's a sectional. I'll bring down part of this. I'll bring the sectional part of it down here, mm-hmm. junk this, junk the rest, have something new upstairs. Oh, the chaise lounge. Yeah, but that that is a ways off. Yes. Anyway. I don't like this couch. This couch sucks. All right. Sorry. I was just feeling tactile sensations. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on. <laughs> Fuck me. Where are we? So this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. As um, basically every single movie that has a zombie in it, they're surprised by the concept. Like no one in the creative world has ever thought to use the term zombie. That's fair. Like famously, like The Walking Dead didn't do it. Shaun of the Dead didn't do it. The Last of Us didn't do it. Apparently that was a like banned word. Like you couldn't say the word zombie on set. It's not okay. a zombie show. They're infected. Yes. And that's it. That's not very <laughs> weird. That's, I don't know. That's branding. That's a branding thing. That's fine. Fine, let me try and think of one off the top of my head. No, I mean, that's just, it's weird that you wouldn't understand that being branding. I think it's just weird in all of these shows where they're like, wait, someone came back from the dead after getting bitten? No fiction writer has ever thought of this. If only we had a term for it. Oh, God, are they, are they walkers? I guess they're walkers in this world. Oh, oh, what in this other world? Oh, they're, they're infected. Yeah. They're clickers. Well, infected, I think, also viscerally hits home harder than like a zombie. Because, like, people are like, oh, you look like a zombie. You're like, I feel tired. But, like, if you feel infected, if you're infected, that hits home a little bit more. I think that word infected, especially through the pandemic, that that's a little more pop. I just think it's silly in. that all of these, like, different franchises are like, we've never heard of the undead. What? What is happening? You're infected. Yeah, and no, I... I'm- I'm I'm not a fan of like weird cultural ignorance, I guess. So that's why I was putting it as a weird right. TV fact. There you go. As yeah, just a thing they're not allowed to say, despite um, no one ever thinking about that in their fictional universes. Like, what if someone came back from the dead? Well, they they did. They were infected. Yeah, I guess they didn't have to imagine it. It just happened in real life. Correct. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't buy that for a second. So, from trying to hold back the zombies to Questionable holding calls. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. You know, I'm impressed. That was actually one of your better ones. You should feel proud of yourself. Mark, is that your Valentine to me to not have a shitty transition into sports reports this week? <laughs> I didn't think that one was very good. I thought it was very forced. No, no. This is not as forced as some of the other bullshit you spew on a <laughs> weekly basis trying to get into this segment. And I mean that I don't from a know place why I set this up for myself, like why I have to have a weird connected transition. It's just, it is what it is you, now. You don't have it, to. It's but been that way for a few hundred episodes. I mean, you, you can always move on from it. No. Okay, fine. All right. Anything happened over the weekend in sports? Yeah. Oh, boy. We didn't talk about this last week. We talked about the Kyrie trade last week, but that was um, right before the Kevin Durant trade. That was a rhetorical question. I was going to talk about, well, you can talk about your thing, and then I'll talk about what everyone really cares about. I think a lot of people care about the Kevin Durant trade. That's fair. There was a lot of stuff. Especially the Phoenix Suns. 
Yeah, the trade deadline ended up like I see a lot of people like talking about like, oh man, it's like one of the biggest trade deadlines ever. Oh my god, all this stuff. And like if you look at it from a stance of what Brooklyn gave up, I guess you can because it's hard to think about another trade deadline where like maybe two of the ten best players in the league were traded. Like and maybe like Durant plays somewhere he will. He's a top five player, like currently playing, like maybe top three. Like a guy of that caliber getting traded mid season is wild. But yeah, Kevin Durant going to the Suns, a bunch of other like small trades which ultimately don't really matter with just people shifting shit around yeah but it's like carry to the mavericks is big i don't obviously we talked about this last week i don't think that really changes anything for the mavs like no they might move up in the playoffs like an extra round but i don't think i don't consider them contenders but durant going to phoenix and phoenix giving up shockingly little that's a tremendous gamble too for but i they they gave up a good amount of their bench. Like, they have no depth right now. But, I mean, they have Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Like, that is a sizable big three. Like, that's a... Yeah, agreed. And, like, the other teams at the top, like, didn't really do that many moves. Like, the Celtics got, like, Mike Muscala. Like, yeah, great, whatever. But it's like... Okay. But, I mean, it's, it's basically nothing. But at the same time, like, the best team in the league got better by essentially giving up nothing. Yeah. They gave up Justin Jackson and two second-round picks. And a bunch of people I've seen, like, second round picks aren't worthless. I disagree. They're fucking worthless. Like, th- those are a one in a hundred shot. You no, know, you make your you make your hay in the first round. Like, But, yes, like, second round picks, if you hit, you can, it's more lottery-ish in the second round. Not, yeah, I mean, they hit occasionally, but I'll, I'll stand by it's like a one in a hundred. Yeah. So they basically gave up nothing to get better than they were. So good for them. But in my mind, this... um. It does restructure at least contenders a little bit. So the East, I don't think, really changes. The East got worse, but it doesn't change what I th- would consider contenders. Like, the Bucks are still contenders. The Celtics are still contenders. But if you go out to the West, like, for even though, like, the Grizzlies have, like, the second best record in the in the West, like, they don't have, I don't think they can stand up to a full playoff series to make it no. out of the West. So. But now, like, with Durant out there, I think that does change it. So, before, the Nuggets were kind of the clear favorites, but now I would kind of, like... The Suns look like they're going to be nasty. The, the Suns, between the Suns and the Nuggets, I don't have... I mean, uh, Durant hasn't played yet because he's still out on injury, but that definitely changes the West in a big way. Like, I think we're now looking at, like, four definite contenders. And there's some, like, fringe ones, like the Cavs, maybe, the Grizzlies, maybe... Like Pelicans, probably not. Like Mavs, now they have Kyrie, maybe. Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers, I I don't think they got shit. Um, weird shot. I just felt I wanted to take. Wow, but I did. Um, <laughs> well, you just don't like the Seventy Sixers as a Celtics fan. It's uh, I, I find them kind of perfunctory to, to do that. I find them to be a hilarious trash team. They wow. just they just How do you lost, really feel? Uh, they just lost to the JV Celtics last week. Got blown the fuck out. Oh, kind of what's going to happen tonight to the JV Celtics? By <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Right. I, I don't yeah. have a lot of faith, but. Yeah, I think we're kind of looking at like four now, like we're done. Like once we get past the all-star break, like it's, which is like, that's a little bit more done, but like the trade deadline is done. The teams are the teams. Now we're just into straight, like how we jockeying for like position, who's going for the top. I think we, we are looking at four contenders now, which I think is one more than we, we were looking at a week ago. I think also too, like, is there, is there any other team of those contenders that is looking forward to the all-star break more than the Celtics? They'll get Jalen Brown back. Word is <laughs> I after forgot his face broken by his teammate <laughs> yeah oh but um so over the weekend i i did go see the celtics grizzlies game yes which I, I had a ton of fun at i did miss the best play of the game because i was taking a piss that's so, on you th- that was a bit of a bummer but afterwards like i was catching a bus to get a train and i got to see 
uh, where the player's parking garage was. Jalen was there, but because like he didn't play, he wasn't doing post game coverage. And like Jason, who broke his literally broke his face this week, he's like, "I feel real bad. Maybe I have to buy him a car." And Jalen was like, "Oh man, that sounds awesome." Yeah. And then I saw Jalen roll out with a Porsche. I'm like, "You're fine." Yeah. You, you don't. You don't need a new car. You don't need another car. <laughs> you know what I drive? A Subaru. It's true. It's a great car. Great car for Maine. <laughs> and Jalen's rolling out with his Porsche. Yeah, well. And then Marcus, who is also there, like rolls as, out. As one has massive one to SUV. Do. Yeah. And he's waving and smiling at everyone. Well, I don't blame him. Having a great time. I had a good time with that game, yeah. though. All right. I guess that's basketball talk. There you go. Uh, anything else happened this week in the world of sports? Yeah, the Super Bowl happened. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs overcame a double-digit deficit to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Interesting call late. A holding call. A defensive holding call. It was. By the letter of the law, defensive holding. Even the Eagles player said, "Yeah, I, I held them. I just hope they were going to let it go." It, it, and it, they didn't. It's one of those things. Like once once you get into the playoffs, you like you you expect the refs to give give up those like little ticky tack calls. Like we're just going to let them play through. I could totally see it being argued one way or another, but I will say like if what are you looking at? Uh, I was just like right, Riker. You mostly, always, you always get distracted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this room that you've been in there's a lot of stimulus in here <laughs> a lot of anyway. times but i i will say this like if if you winning or losing comes down to one bad play from the refs you probably don't deserve to win i think i've heard that somewhere before i say that all the time okay if you let one play dictate the outcome of your season or of the game but little let alone your season you didn't put yourself in a better position to I, win. I mean, it did suck. Like, it's one of those things. Oh, like, yeah. Even going back a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, like, uh, the Lakers game against the Celtics where LeBron foul- was fouled, but he also traveled. And it was this hilarious end of game call. But that's just like a regular, like, 82 yeah. game season I, kind of thing. This is the Super Bowl where we're like, yeah, that kind of blows. That's what it, ended it. It does. But there were so many other things. And Nick Sirianni the, uh, Sirianni, the coach for the Eagles, said as much. He said it wasn't that call didn't cost us the game. There were plenty of other things that happened throughout the course of the game. Their defense. Their defense got shredded in the second half. Absolutely. Andy Reid made some incredible adjustments. Uh, the way that they used yeah, motion it was and crazy formation. Seeing guys like who had like five, like they were like five yards open, like oh, just God, catching yeah. passes. Like, where's the defense on this? So on those two touchdown plays with that with that jet sweep motion, it's called jet motion. Uh, different teams will use like different terminology. Some call it like a zig motion because it's in, or um, um, you know, zap for a cross. But it was a um, it was they faked the jet sweep motion and they step right back out. That was something they picked up on film and they really kind of installed that like for certain on Saturday night. The night before the Super Bowl, they're like, "Yeah, we can do these couple of things," and they deeply lucked out. Like that, that missed field goal didn't cost them the game. I no. thought, I thought that was going to be the deciding factor. Some of the I, worst, I was wrong. Some of the but. worst field conditions ever in the Super Bowl. That was crazy. And did they pay like eighty thousand dollars to oh, get that field up to snuff? And then it was more, still like more this than wet, that. They've been sloppy ass field. They've been working on that that breed that strand of grass for two years. That was that was hard to watch. Like, what are we doing? Oh, here? it was just. I noticed it early in the game. Just giant chunks of field coming up. It's like, how is this going to survive halftime with everything that happens with the field with halftime, let alone an entire game? And that like giant like pile of cleats. Like, what size cleat is going to work with this? Yeah, like what size stud are you going to put on? Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of nuts. It was nuts, but uh, second Super Bowl win for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he was the Super Bowl MVP. And you, th- I mean, when he. 
went down. I thought that was it. I thought so too, but then he also probably got a nice hefty injection of Tordal in the locker room. And oh, he was, I was going to say cortisone. Uh, either one of those is probably... they. He got shot up with something and they wrapped that ankle like a motherfucker. Yeah, whatever they put in there, he was not feeling it. No. He was feeling fantastic. I think he was feeling it the next day, but... I'm sure he is, but... Um, in, in the moment, yeah, that dude went down... Coming off a high ankle sprain and then just was like, oh, I'm fine now. Like, so interesting, interesting though, that he's on the drugs. It was a different with the trophy presentation. Usually you get the whole like they announce it and you see the guy carrying the Lombardi trophy through the players and everything. No, we came out of commercial already to Roger Goodell on the before he's even been announced. To be fair, I saw I did see your tweet and I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. I tweeted, like, it's funny how the, the, the production was, we're not going to have Roger Goodell being announced to the stadium on TV so nobody hears him get booed unmercifully. And it's also so weird to give the trophy to the owner. He's like, we worked so hard. I did so much. Like, you didn't do shit. No, no. He, <laughs> Why yeah. are you the one accepting this? Like, I'm a billionaire. Yeah. I like owning people. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> ooh, ooh, I don't know if I like the way that's phrased. I said what I said. Well, I mean, he's paying them. It's not like it's not. Owner. There you go. XFL starts up, I think, next week. Oh, God. Who cares? The Rock does, because he's putting a pretty penny into that. Yeah, the last thing he was real excited about was Black Adam. Well. Went great. I mean, can this go any worse than Black Adam? Yeah, the XFL has already failed. Yeah, they start, yep, Saturday, February 18th. (laughs) Woo woo. And then you've also got the USFL. That's coming up in a couple of months. That actually fared pretty well last year, Uh, but that comes around in April. So you've got that. In the meantime, if you need to fix your... If you need a sports fix, you've got hockey. The bean pot just happened in Boston. Nobody really cared. You also have the Daytona 500 coming up if you're a NASCAR person. So there's plenty of uh, other sports and spring training also right around the corner. So, But you'll have to go, like, you know, you get football again this weekend with the XFL. <laughs> football. <laughs> One gives a shit and the, the NFL, NFL draft coming up and all that good stuff. So there you go. That's sports reports. Great. So we're going to move on from there. Hey, it's it happened two days early to not compete with the Super Bowl. Yes. The Last of Us came out. It did. It came out on a Friday versus a Sunday. That's true. It did. I don't think you knew that. <laughs> did you know that? That it came out on Friday? Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, there you go. All right. We're going to move on from there to this week's The Last of Us. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Episode five. Fun, fun times. Everyone's just. God, we're having a good time with the show, aren't we? Oh, so much fun. I think that's my only like real criticism of, criticism of the show is like it's very well done. It's very well paced. It's wonderfully acted, wonderfully directed. The sets are great. The practical effects are great. It's Everything in it is great. Fuck. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> if you're like, oh man, I can't wait to have a good time, this isn't the show for you. No, no, it's not. Like, I can't wait to get real sad. Like, oh, man, were we real sad last week? Yeah. Were we real sad the week we, before? Yeah. But we're going to be sad again this week. We had kind of a respite from the super sad in the interim. Like, last week's episode was, you know, Ellie and Joel in a truck. For five some, minutes. But it had, like, some lighthearted moments to it. But it wasn't, like, super. Yeah, there, because there was a joke book? Yes. This episode, though. And then Joel had to stab a man? I will say this, because, I mean, at this point, spoilers. Don't get attached to anybody who aren't Joe and Ellie in this TV show. Like, literally, do not get attached to anybody but Joe or Ellie, Joel or Ellie. And I think, I don't know, I, I'd have to do a little bit of research that I'm probably not going to do. 
I think we have moved maybe beyond what I played in the game. Yeah. I can't remember. Because I didn't see a thing. It was like, oh, how like the sniper scene is different from the game. I'm like, there's a sniper scene? Did yeah. I, did I get that far? I don't remember. But yeah, if you um think about it like a video game, like you are, it's a single player game, and you got this one little snarky sidekick with you, and anyone else who shows up, uh, they're fucking dead. Oh, yeah. I will say, again, it does follow that, like, knowing it's a video game, I'm more in tune to that. But, like, again, it feels like, all right, like, it's another level. Like, we got to get through the creepy tunnel. And I was, like, waiting, like, okay, something's going to jump out in the tunnel or something. Nope, nope, they save that. They save that part for later on. But, it again, it felt like another side quest. Like, in order to get out of St. Louis, you need to do this. You need to help Henry and Sam. Sam, yes. Yeah, we don't even remember the names anymore. Well, it's a good point. <laughs> But those gotta, guys, those guys, you got to help them out of St. Louis, but they're being tracked by this group of, you know, freedom fighters. Boy, do they meet a rough end. It's real. I think, I don't know. It comes down to like, what do you rank as the darkest thing? I think if I were, whatever, it's like, yeah, Joel and Ellie, these two dudes who kind of ambushed them at the end of the last episode, uh, they work together. We get a little flashbacky. Yeah. That's it. But like, we work with these two guys to get out of the city. Um, there's still like the whole I forget what they're called this resistance group like coming after them like because they're they're wanted men and yeah they end up escaping like Joel just kills a bunch of people as you know he's fine he's just gonna kill a bunch of people true I don't think he likes it he just does it a lot no I don't think he enjoys it very much at all but uh, Joel is sniping and like running around like away from all these infected that scene though like we, we were teased with it in the last episode of like oh man like they trapped all of the clickers underground yeah. And then they bust out. That was kind of cool. That was so fucked up, but awesome. Like just yeah. seeing like them all like just like bum rush everyone. And you... Perry Perry gets absolutely ripped in half. And uh, they introduce the bloaters, which is like the big clicker. Like yeah, we're, we're so infected, it's everywhere. And if you shoot us, it doesn't matter. But like watching Perry get ripped in two, just like literally like split. Yeah, that was graphic. It was. And Kathleen, she meets the tough end too. Can we talk about the baby clicker? That was creepy as fuck. <laughs> Like, walking with its head, like, feet up over its leg. It was like, didn't like that at all. But, but So Joel is, like, after he's killed a man, um, yeah. he's, he's just sniping away, and then they end up in a motel? Yes, some kind of motel. And um, I wish I could remember the character's names now. Like, I just, like, immediately, like, blocked them out because I'm like, I don't need yeah, to remember this. Sam is the child. Sam. Sam Who is... Who also had leukemia. Yeah, that was dark. Yeah. <laughs> Not the darkest thing for Sam in this. No. Yes, Sam, the deaf child with leukemia, becomes uh, friends with Ellie. Uh, they communicate over, what? what is that? Like a little magnetic, called? like like a little magic board. You can, like lift the thing up, the cellophane I, piece. I remember those, but I can't remember yeah. what they were called. It was like, I not, oh, a, yeah. not like a Not a magna doodle, but something like that. Yeah, and it comes out that like him and Ellie are just sleeping in like this room together like they got separate yeah. beds and he's like look I got bit and she shows him her arm she's like hey I'm immune to this my blood is magic I can heal you yeah and that was the saddest for I don't know it might not be the saddest thing but it's up there in our top certainly... three saddest moments oh where, yeah where she thinks that she can save this kid like um, it, it does that thing of like movies and TV of like cutting your hand open which whenever I watch it I'm like ew no gross don't do that yeah, find yeah. somewhere else to poke it's such a like a TV uh, movie thing of just like slicing your hand open and like dripping the blood and shit nope 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 nope. but she uh like rubs her blood into like his open wound and the next day because the kid's deaf she's like hey and he's like 
Fuck you, hey, bitch. Yeah, then he freaks out because, you know, he's an infected zombie. Nothing yeah. they can say zombie on the show. If he's just infected. By the way, the other thing that I was going to mention about the show in our Weird Comics Facts, yeah. there was originally this was going to be a movie. They got uh, far but didn't happen. And then it was considered to be an animated series of movies oh. that also didn't happen. That was the other thing I was thinking I about. I think they forgot. made the right choice to do it the way they're doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, this kid just freaks the fuck out. And then his brother comes in. Well, no, they kind of bust the door into the living room area of this. Well, he's the only one with a gun. Yeah. And because his younger brother has now been infected, he's going to kill Ellie. He shoots his own brother. Yes. And then he can't deal with it. And, like, he's pointing his gun at Joel yeah. and he's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. And Joel's, like, trying to. Like, no, we don't need to do this. Talk him down, talk him down, talk him down. And then he blows his fucking brains out. Yes, he does. Done. Dark. Super dark. Holy shit. This show. <laughs> I will. <laughs> this. I mean, we go from, like, the Bill and Frank episode, which is, like, it's dark, but it's also, like, Tender. satisfying yeah. and, like, a, an uplifting to a point. And then we just get, like, shit sucks. fucking kill your family and kill yourself. Shit sucks in this world. <laughs> oh, my God. I will. This is such a dark show. I will say this. It, I think it's a very accurate representation of what a dystopian world would be like if something like that did happen. I think it's. I don't think, like, you see other dystopian stuff and things kind of look like harmonious and kind of quasi-utopian when they're really not. This is, like, straight up, this world sucks, period. End of statement. There's nothing overly redeeming about it. When you got the, you know, when you have Fedra control and things aren't going well, I, you've got... I like everything about the show I like, but in, I would maybe be okay with, like... A little break from just like the worst. It does I mean, beat you over the head. I mean, maybe that's what the Bill and Frank episode was. Maybe that's why that episode exists, just to be like, here, have a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're going to take it from you at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's what that was. But like, I'm definitely feeling like, Jesus Christ, this is dark. Oh, it's not. It's <laughs> it's is... horrific. I don't like it at all. But I mean, no, I like it. I just don't like that it's always consistently just like bludgeoning you with depression. I, I haven't finished. I'm not going to spoil it. I haven't finished the game. I am aware of what the ending is. And to be fair, I don't really think I know what happens between here and the end. I, again, played like half the game. I'm not asking for levity. I'm not asking for like jokes. I'm just a glimmer of hope. A breather, I guess. Like, maybe that's what we need to have. Like, we had the first two episodes. They were dark. We had the Bill and Frank episode. Now we've had these, like, two dark episodes. Could the next one maybe be, like, could that could that be the format? Like, two really dark things, a little bit of a breather. Yes. Something could, like. Could I could maybe the next episode be that breather? Something a little palatable. Something a little lighter. But, I mean, we are getting to see the bond between Joel and Ellie grow. And we are seeing Ellie become a little more hardened to the world like Joel is. But Joel's also softening up a little bit, too. So they are. Yeah, I mean, there, there's that. Yes, there, there's definitely a story element of like the two of them. The Venn diagram of their personalities. Meeting in the middle, yeah. Yes, is the middle part of their Venn diagram of personalities is growing. Yeah, because I mean, even going back to um, the last episode that we saw, like of like him laughing at like the diarrhea joke or whatever it was, like, yeah. That's not something that character would have done prior to in episode two. Yes. Or, I mean, the other piece, too, I thought was Ellie kind of predicted Joel's behavior. Like, he's going to be like, no, never, never. But he'll turn around to it because I'm just going to ask him a million times. Yeah, it's a very well done show. And I, I, I feel like I'm trying to like, um, I'm not trying to backtrack. I like its tone. I like what it's doing. But it is. It's um, heavy. It is. Yes. <laughs> a very. The show ain't pulling punches. No, no, it's not. And even the stuff that like acts like it's pulling a punch, like, oh, we're not going to show you like Joel stabbing this guy to death. 
whatever's in your head is worse than what they could have shown you probably oh yeah 100 percent. so like even the stuff that feels like oh we're giving you a little bit of a break here it's not it's not a break they're just like making you fill in the blanks for yourself and it's worse yes again i think it is very i think it's an interesting and probably relatively accurate portrayal of like what life would be like if society broke down i would die so fast in a zombie apocalypse i'd be like i can go beat these look at them they're slow like I, mean, I guess these ones are fast but like, i can kill these things whatever and then I'd like maybe get like through one, maybe, and then uh, a horde would just collapse on me and I'd die immediately. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to hang out with you in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> An infected apocalypse, if you will. Like, who's the first one to go in a zombie apocalypse? Me. Excellent. Because I'm going to try and, like, I'm like, I can hit these motherfuckers in the head and then I'll die. Nope. I'm going to hide. <laughs> I'm going to fucking hide, dude. I'm going to find a place and That's hide. what happens to me. I get, like, get myself, like, a baseball bat or, like, a garden hoe. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to, like, find some stuff I can hoard and, like, and, hide. And then I die. Yeah, pretty much. All right. That's The Last of Us. Happy, right. happy fun times. Oh, my God. What a great Valentine's Day gift that was. I guess I gotta go to my phone for the question. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Hey, if you wanna ask us your own questions, you can send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. The mailbag is, um, we're still scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's been a while. Could use mm-hmm. a, a repletion. We've done pretty well. Um, we did get a couple of questions, so thank you. But uh, a couple is um, well, that's two more than we had. <laughs> it is, it is not a buffer. It is a stopgap. All right. Well, I mean, similar but different. Oh, I bowled a two ten over the weekend. I went bowling. Bowled a two ten. First time I ever broke two hundred. Nice. Anyway, sorry. Knowing that you own your own bowling shoes and bowling ball, I thought you would enjoy that. You know, after COVID, who was fucking right to buy their own bowling shoes? Uh, that'd be you. Yeah. Goddamn I didn't right. Think you could get COVID for your feet. Hey, don't want to touch anyone else's shit after COVID. That's a good point. I bought that in high school. Has it paid for itself yet? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at 50 cents a shoe rental, it might take you some time with the frequency in which you bowl. Anyway. <laughs> like once, twice a year. All right. I was so, like, in high school, I was like, oh, this will be a thing that I do on a regular basis. And then I, I didn't pick up the pace at all. It's still the same basis I ever bowled. Yeah, well. Very rarely. But you have the the stuff to do it. I do. I have my own shoes, my own ball. All right. Uh, ask us your own questions. Again, please, oh, dear Lord, please send them in. All right. Ready? Yes. I can't wait for your con- contribution on this. It, something tells me I'm not going to have much of one. Nope. Okay. Other than buying comic books at your local comic book store, hey, do that. Yeah, there you go. That's, yes. Um, how often do you read a non-physical book? What do you see as the pros and cons of physical comics versus digital? Well, why are we reading, first of all? I mean, I think reading is a overrated skill that you don't need. Reading's for nerds. Yeah, pretty much. No. Get out of here, nerds. Um... I will say, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll toss my answer into the ring a little bit, and then I'll let you. I, yeah, I've tossed you some stuff, definitely legal stuff, to read for the show. Oh, yeah, 100%. I've also, to be fair, like, I got a lot of fucking things that I throw your way that are just shit I own. Oh, yeah, you own a ton. I would say this. I think there is something about having the tangible medium in your hands for the collecting aspect of it, the... Something about just the tactile having access to it is important, and it, it's right. But I think there's a convenience factor that we have through our digital devices that it's instantaneous gratification, as opposed to like a little bit of elbow grease to go to your local comic book store and throw down a little bit of money to support a local store when you can get it the same. Well, it's not the same, but you can get the same essential content for less or even through nefarious means 
and not have to pay for it. And it kind of hurts everybody's bottom line because if you buy the physical medium, you're supporting the artist. If you pay for the digital medium, yeah, you're supporting the artists. You might not be supporting the local comic book stores, but at the end of the day, I think it, it becomes a preference piece at this point, right? How much one of my favorites is I had a guy come into the store um, very early on and he was like, oh man, like I'd much rather like, you know, I just read all this stuff legally online, but I'd much rather support your store. Three weeks later, I never saw him again. Yeah. He's like, oh, this costs money. It Fuck does. That. So yeah, I think ultimately it's a preference piece as to whether or not you want the physical medium or you want the digital medium. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's a preference piece. I, what's funny, like I am not a, like a big collector of like floppies, like all in all, I got like four short boxes and they're not even full. Which is, I mean, the store, like I, I, I sold basically everything I owned when I had the store and I've never really replenished it. What's funny, I have um, a ton of graphic novels, but what's funny about them is like, I have things I collect, like I collect comic art and I collect like a few other odds and ends. I don't consider myself to like to be, despite having a lot of them, I don't consider myself to be like a graphic novel collector. Like I'm not buying them for the sake of collecting. I'm buying Mm -hmm. them to read them. Like that's their whole thing. Uh, But if you compare that to digital comics, and I haven't read like, you know, an official like Marvel Unlimited comic in 10 years because I didn't like the experience, like the way it was set up. And maybe it's changed. Maybe it's better. But like at the time, it was like you you'd have to swipe like you're on Tinder Mm -hmm. and it would guide like your eye, like it would go from panel to panel. And then like if it's a little page splash, it would blow out. And then you would have to like physically zoom in to the different stuff to like see what was being said. And I didn't like that setup. I didn't like the way it was directing my eye. Like when I'm looking at something, I kind of want to absorb it my own way. And this is maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've always kind of had this theory. Like I've had a couple of Kindles and they usually like, they got like burned out or like the last one I had, like I left in a snowbank and that fucking killed it. Well, I mean, yes, I don't think it's designed to sit in a snowbank. <laughs> yeah. But Oops. I, I've done stuff like that with like books and whatnot. I don't, there is a convenience factor to it. Like if you travel a lot, mm. definitely easy, but I don't like it. And I also have a theory that is a totally unsubstantiated theory. But where, um, it's a theory. Where like when you read something, there there's a smell there and old factory is built very much into memory. So I feel like if you're smelling what you're reading, you have better retention on it versus if you're reading it digitally like you don't have that old factory aspect to it i don't know if that's true or not i've never looked it up it's just a theory i I, have i also think i'm not going to dispute your theory i think that's actually a pretty brilliant theory the other part about digital i think it's so much easier to skim and fly over like when you can just kind of swipe or scroll as opposed to actually physically turning a page yeah, I just I, don't it's, know. I think it's also easier if you're like, wait a minute, and you really want to go back a couple pages. It's quicker, I think, to do it by hand, like to have the book there and like, oh, okay, so that kind of like if you're reading something like, wait a minute, and then you want to go back a couple pages to confirm like what you're thinking. So much easier, I think, that way. Yeah, I, I just it's a it's weirdly overactive. Again, I haven't read like a Marvel Unlimited book in like ten ish years, but like I didn't like the aspect. It was overly active. Like, okay, I read this one word balloon. Swipe for the next panel. Okay, I read this one word balloon. Swipe for the next panel. It was like, I just want to sit back and read it. I don't want to be going through the goddamn steps of swiping my finger every five seconds. And also, like, there's an art to the layout of a page, too. Instead of going panel to panel, like, like you educated me on Watchmen about, like, there's symmetry in the panels. Like, it was, the art was done in a specific way. Yeah, I don't, I'm, if you like digital stuff, 
for convenience or like, oh, I can read these issues that would, you know, cost me hundreds or thousands of dollars, but like they're on this app for like a buck ninety nine. Yeah. I'm not gonna fault you for that. No. It's I I personally prefer to read a physical copy, which is why I have so many goddamn gra- like I don't care about really collecting floppies for the most part, and that's why I have so many graphic novels. Although I don't really, I don't consider it a collection. It's it's not something that like a library. Yeah, it's it's just it's not something I'm going out of my way to be like, I need to have this and this and this and that. Like I'm just like, how can I get it? Great, I'm gonna do that. And I think also maybe for you waiting till it comes out in graphic novel form, it allows you to kind of quote unquote binge it. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, I mean, even you can look at, there's a couple of shelves of this. If you see the stuff that's like pulled out, that's the stuff that I haven't read. There's a, quite a bit. Yeah, there's, like, I mean, I, I could literally not uh, buy another comic for a year and be fine. I would think more than a year. You have the big damn C- Sin City book. That's well, a massive book. To be fair, stuff like that, I have fully Sin City. I have read every single Sin City thing before. I just haven't read it since I repurchased it in that form. That's a big ass form. Well, I've read it all before. So, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's actually, there's quite a, if I'm looking at what I have, it's about 50-50 of stuff that I've read and stuff that I haven't. Like your War of the Realms book. That looks thick. There's a lot. There's a, I've read every one of those too. I'm sure you've read every one of the monsters. Nope, I haven't. Oh. But that, no one cares. No one else can see this. No, I can. <laughs> now I understand. I'm like, why are some things not pushed all the way in? Now I know. That is because since I purchased them in this specific form, whether I've read them before yeah. or not, I have not read them like that. All right. Good to know. And if I'm going to buy them, I'm going to read the motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That it? Yeah, that's it. That's right. the show. If you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, it gets you access to things behind the paywall, like Pod to the Dark Tower, the brand new podcast. Yeah, what well, happens? And- I still got an episode, too. Yeah, Zach and Emily are working on that. It's everything that you Look, it was my birthday wanted. last week, and I was, I was busy. Yes, happy birthday, had, by had, the way. I had shit to do. You never responded to my gift that I sent you. I don't remember. It was Ron Jeremy making a kissy face. Great man who was just sent to um, a home because he's not mentally able to stand up for his crimes. Yes. That uh, guy? Yeah, but I mean, it's no, it's okay. Now I feel really bad because I wasn't aware of that Ron Jeremy story. Yeah. I'm not up to date on, on the retired adult film industry actors. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was deemed mentally unfit to be able to be tried for his crime. So he's being uh, sent to a facility. Oh. Uh-huh. Instead. Yeah. To live out the rest of his days. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel like a real piece of shit. Thanks. No. Anyway, dollar a month gets you the show that day we record it, plus access to stuff behind the paywall. Most importantly, Pod to the Dark Tower. That's the brand new Dark Tower series podcast that Zach and Emily are putting out there for you. So if you're a big Dark Tower fan, log on and check that out. Plus, you can also help us out by going on your favorite podcasting platform, rate, review, and subscribe. We love feedback. You can email us. We need letters for the mailbag. Editorsnocomics at gmail.com. And you can also find Zach on social media. Just look him up on Twitter at editorsnocomics or ednocomics, whatever. But just look, type in editorsnocomics and he'll pop up. So, uh, what was the Patreon address? Just want to make sure. Patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. So, not slut this time. Did I say that last time? Yes, you did. Instead of saying slash, you said slut. Well, you know, we all have. (laughs) Patreon.com slut. Uh, I mean, I was going on like four hours of sleep. That was, that was one of the worst. It was the worst ending we've ever had. It was just a series of tripping over like everyone's feet. I made it through the show without crying, and I thought that was a really big accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. like, Patreon.com, slut, editors, note comics. What? 
All right. Well, you can also find me on Twitter at Junior Rich. Football's done. So yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. No, it's about not. It. XFL's back, baby. Let's go. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, next week, Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. Yeah. All right. See you then.